Today's gospel is from John 20, verses 19 through 31. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, the door of the house where the disciples had met was locked for fear of the Jews. Jesus had came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I so send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven of them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands, and put my finger in the mark of the nails and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hands and put in my side. Do not doubt but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book, but these that are written so that you may come to believe, that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and through believing you may have life in his name. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We are grateful today to have Penny Sutterby as our preacher. Penny is our Simpson Seminarian this year, and she is planning on graduating next May. And we are so grateful that the Spirit of God led Penny to the Chatham United Methodist Church soon after she began uh, at, as a student at Drew Theological School. Penny, thank you for preaching today. Let us pray. Here we are, Lord, your people, your church, meeting together in your presence. We welcome each other and we welcome you. Make yourself known to us in new ways through our worship, our pray prayers, and our understanding of your word today. Amen. Thomas is a disciple and he doubted his faith in Christ. He was not with the other disciples when Jesus revealed himself to them. Thomas was very bold in his faith because he was very inquisitive and demanded evidence. Unless I see the nail marks in his hands and my fingers where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. How can a person be a Christian and not have doubts from time to time. Faith requires doubt in order to be faith. If you don't have doubts, perhaps you should take a deep breath and relax because you're in heaven.
doubt is not sinful or wrong can be the catalyst to new spiritual growth. God asks all of us to do things for him. No matter how small or big that thing is, know that God is your authority and Jesus demonstrated by his words and actions how to accomplish the job. Just as God has sent Jesus, Jesus sends his followers and you. We need the guidance and the power of the Holy Spirit to do God's work, and we must avoid trying to do it by our own strength. Man was made different from all other forms of creation when God breathed life into him. And through the breath of Jesus, God imparted eternal spiritual life. With this inbreathing came the power to do God's will on earth. Have you ever wished you could actually sit with Jesus and touch him and hear his words? Wouldn't you like to sit with Jesus and get his advice? That's exactly what Thomas wanted. Think about God in one physical body. If God is in one physical body, there is no possible way he can be with you right now because he is with you in the form of the Holy Spirit. And you can talk to him and you can read his words right in the Bible. He can be as real to you as he was to Thomas. Jesus wasn't hard on Thomas for his doubts. Even though we may doubt our faith and we remain loyal, we can remain loyal to the believers and Jesus, just as Thomas did. Some people need to doubt before they can believe. If doubts lead to questions, questions lead to answers, and those answers are accepted, then doubt has done good work. Moses doubted God, and he pleaded with God to let him out of his mission because he was not a good speaker, and he would probably embarrass himself and God. But God looked at Moses problem quite differently. All Moses needed was some help. And who better than God could help him say and do the right things? God made his mouth just like he did all of ours and would give him the words to say. It is easy for us to focus on our weaknesses, but if God asks us to do something, then he will help us get the job done. If the job involves some of our weak areas, then we can trust that he will provide the words, the strength, the courage, and the ability where needed. God finally agreed to let Aaron speak for Moses. Moses' feelings of inadequacy were so strong that he couldn't even trust God's ability. Moses had to deal with his deep sense of inadequacy many, many times, like we all do. When we face difficult or frightening situations, we must be willing to let God help us. Moses clung tightly to the shepherd's staff as he left for Egypt to face the greatest challenge of his life. That staff was his assurance of God's presence and power. 
When feeling uncertain, some people need something to stabilize and reassure them. For assurance when facing trials has given promise, has given, God has given a promise from his words and examples from great heroes of faith. Any Christian may cling tightly to these. As we grow in faith, we will outgrow our need for physical or temporary assurances and be able to trust God's word alone. Some people think they would believe in Jesus if they could see a definite sign or a miracle. But Jesus says we are blessed if we can believe without seeing We have all the proof we need in the words of the Bible and the testimony of the believers. A physical appearance would not make Jesus any more fully, any more real to us than he is right now. To understand the life and mission of of Jesus more fully, all we need to do is study the Gospels. John tells us that his Gospel records only a few of the many events in Jesus' life on earth. But the gospel includes everything we need to know to believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, through whom we believe eternal life. Doubt can be a good thing, just as we have discussed, but it can also be bad because it can lead to the destruction of our faith. It is when doubt becomes stubbornness and stubbornness becomes a painful lifestyle that doubt becomes, that that doubt harms our faith. Many people think that doubt is the opposite of faith, but it isn't. Unbelief is the opposite of faith. Unbelief refers to a willful refusal to believe, while doubt refers to the inner uncertainty. Many people think doubt is unforgivable, but it isn't. God doesn't condemn us when we question him. Both Job and David repeatedly questioned God, but they were not condemned. God is big enough to handle all our doubts and questions. Many people think struggling with God means we lack faith, but that's not true. Struggling with God is a sure sign that we truly have faith. If we never struggle with our faith, we will never grow. We are all wired differently by God. Some people struggle greatly or repeatedly, and others seem to have no trouble believing even in the worst of times. Most of us fall somewhere in the middle. We, don't, we needn't feel bad if our experience doesn't match up to someone else's. And I'm glad we can talk openly about our struggles to believe. It's healthy to air this out and to give each other some grace in this regard, knowing that we're not all the same. And our faith experiences are not the same, nor should they be. But many Christians struggle with doubt, and then they feel guilty. It's a wonderful truth that the greatest doubters often become the strongest believers. And honest doubts 
once resolved, often become the bedrock of an unshakable faith. It has been said that no truth is strongly is so strongly believed as that which you once doubted. God is not fragile. He can handle your doubts, your fears, your worries, and all your unanswered questions. He's a big God. He runs the universe without your help. (laughs) Your doubts won't upset him. Tell him your doubts. Cry out and ask for his help. And don't fight the battle alone. Go to a Christian friend, a pastor, an elder, a deacon, anyone with a strong faith and a godly insight. Ask them to walk with you as you face your doubts honestly. There are times when we may have to borrow faith from others to help us get through a particular situation. When you find yourself filled with doubt, go find someone who is filled with faith and borrow some of theirs, because it does work. Act on your faith, not your doubt. That's what Noah did when he built the ark. That's what Abraham did when he offered Isaac. That's what Moses did when he marched through the Red Sea on dry ground. That's what David did when he faced Goliath. That's what Joshua did when he marched around Jericho. That's what Daniel did when he was thrown into the lion's den. That's what Nehemiah did when he built the wall. Don't you think that all these great heroes of faith had their doubts? Of course they did. They didn't know in advance how everything was going to turn out. But they took a deep breath and decided to trust God. And they acted on their faith, not their doubts. Do the same thing and your faith will continually grow stronger. Doubt your doubts, not your faith. This simply means that you should not cast away your faith simply because you are in a deep valley of darkness. All of us walk through that valley from time to time. Some of us spend a great deal of time there. But when you find yourself in that valley where all is uncertain and you are sorely tempted to give in to your doubts, fears, and worries, remember these two words. Keep walking. Just keep walking. Nothing is gained by camping out in the valley of darkness. The only way out is to keep walking. Every step forward is a way to doubt your doubts. Soon enough, the light will shine again. Keep going back to what you know to be true. After considering the sufferings of this life and the perils and tribulations of following Christ, Paul declares, for I am persuaded. There is nothing in all this universe that can separate us from the love of God and Christ Jesus, our Lord. Keep going back to what you know to be true. When you doubt, don't stop your faith as you continue to search for answers. Let us be bold and inquisitive together like Thomas. Amen.